to Obsessed with Design, a show about what makes designers tick. I'm your host, Josh Myers. Today on Obsessed with Design, we have another member of the Adobe team. This time it's Andrew Shorten, Senior Director of Product Management for Adobe XD. We'll get into lots of nitty gritty about the development of this software and how the Adobe XD product fits into the tool set that you're already using and how this may add to the experience of designing interactive experiences for clients and projects. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Andrew Shorten. Okay guys, welcome all the way from San Francisco, Andrew Shorten. Andrew is the Senior Director of Product Management for Adobe XD, in particular working in UX design. Andrew used to develop web, kiosk, mobile user experiences, and other technologies for government and enterprise customers while working for Fujitsu. He since worked for Macromedia, Microsoft, and is now at Adobe, where he engages with designers, developers, and web agencies and organizations, helping them deliver rich, engaging, and successful web and desktop experiences. So Andrew, I'm excited to hear more about uh, your story and of course, more about Adobe XD, but first, welcome to Obsessed with Design. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for having me today here. Yeah, and I think if you are keeping score at home, this is maybe our third Adobe interview. So I'm excited to work with you and hear more about your experience. So one of my favorite places to start, of course, with designers is understanding their origin stories. Sometimes folks come from places like engineering or just a passion for drawing, but I'm, I'm curious to hear what your origin story is and how you found yourself into the world of design. Sure, absolutely, yeah. I started way back doing a computer science degree and so definitely on the engineering side of things um but during that time i was really the, it was the early days of the web i was obsessed with the web the engineering course and computer science course i was on really didn't touch about any of those things it was a lot more in the sort of the depths of uh, programming languages and some of the details of that stuff and so to make the whole thing more interesting for myself i just rolled my sleeves up and got involved in web design web development and did that really along on the side after I left university, I, I knew where I wanted to work, and it was really in terms of you know creating experiences. And so I joined a team whereby I was more on the development side, but I was really partnering with um, designers on that team to create expressive experiences. Back in the day, it was some of it was web, some of it was Flash. Um, you know, for both uh, you know kiosk experiences and for for web apps. And so as as because I was going through all of that, really just became very focused on creating great experiences, thinking about the end user experience of that, but then also seeing firsthand all the challenges that exist in terms of working with clients, translating those client requirements into design, moving from design into development, into production, and sort of like witnessing firsthand all of the challenges that come from working on large and complex projects. And um, so that really got me interested in sort of tools, like, you know, what tools can people use to be able to work more efficiently together? And so as a designer developer in that role, I got really interested and I was working closely with Macromedia at the time as a partner and just you know, said to myself, I want to be involved in actually helping to create the tools that will help designers and developers, you know, work together to create these experiences. And so that's what got me sort of the, if I feel like jumping from 
actually building projects and, and being involved in design and development to actually then switching across to helping to create those tools and since doing that at Macromedia and then more recently at Adobe. Well, for some of our uh, maybe younger designers out there, Macromedia may be a name they're unfamiliar with. Is now that's part of Adobe. Just now so we can... <laughs> that's right, you and me both. <laughs> uh, you know, live, live, long live and prosper. Uh, freehand and a couple of those other Absolutely. products that I was, I was a big fan of. Yeah, Flash. Flash was something that I used very early on as a way to help create those expressive experiences. Uh, Dreamweaver is still around today as an Adobe product. I used the first version of that to help to create, you know, um, web content and so and things like Fireworks as well, which was, you know, a, a great way to do both um, vector and bitmap design in one place and asset production. And so many of those pieces, you know, Macromedia pioneered back in the sort of late '90s, uh, early 2000s, and and then later um, Adobe acquired Macromedia and all those tools. And um, along with that, you know, today we're still solving many of some of those same challenges in relation to design and development and helping people you know, move fast on complex projects. But of course, the technology landscape has changed. There's mobile devices. There's, you know, all sorts of new types of experiences that we're thinking about as we you know, try and create tools uh, for today's market. So is that how you made it to Adobe? Was that by way of the Macromedia acquisition or did you hop around to some of those other places in between? Yeah, I joined uh, Macromedia and it was primarily at that point in time around um, helping customers understand how to use the tools. And so it was part training, it was part evangelism, it was part showing what's possible um, with the tools that Macromedia had. And then Adobe acquired Macromedia and I, I stayed at Mac, Adobe for a little while. I actually went off and experimented and went to Microsoft for a year or so and was involved in um, some of the work they were doing with design agencies to create experience using the Microsoft tooling. But eventually I came back to Adobe and have uh, you know, been Adobe now sort of for the last you know, 10 to 12 years. Initially, I was involved in, again, sort of evangelism and extolling the virtues of the tools and how to use them and some aspects of, you know, training and how to, you know, leverage Adobe's tools to create great experiences. But as I spent more time doing that, what really got me fired up was actually being involved in understanding the underlying problems, the opportunities and figuring out what, what tools and what capabilities and what features that we could create to make designers' lives better, to help them to create more expressive experiences. So that's when I switched into uh, product management. I also moved from the UK to the US. You, maybe from my accent, you can tell I, um, from the UK. And so I moved across to the US and actually started working for Adobe in the US, being involved in what we create, the, the tools we make, the features we work on, um, and partnering really closely with Adobe's design team, Adobe's engineering team, so as to to take those ideas, take those requirements, and bring them to life. So maybe that's a good segue for many of our listeners. I'm I'm sure they have you know strong awareness and affinity and background with many of the Creative Cloud tools, such as Photoshop and InDesign and Illustrator and XD is is this newer <laughs> newer one on the scene. So maybe for those of our listeners completely unfamiliar, or maybe they've seen the icon or they've heard a little bit about it, give us the big picture on what XD is about and, and kind of what the vision for that product is and kind of how it fits into the suite of everything else. Absolutely. So XD is about designing, prototyping, and sharing user experiences. 
And really where we came from with that was we, this was like three or four years ago now, myself and some of the colleagues I work with, the Span Across Design and Engineering, you know, we were looking at changes that were taking place you know, in the design market and how designers were using Photoshop and Illustrator. And one of the big things that we saw was this shift from you know, pixel-perfect screen design that gets handed off to a developer to a more fast-paced, iterative design process, whereby the goal is to learn, it's to experiment, it's to create prototypes, it's to take that learning, feed it back into design, and you know, involve clients, involve stakeholders, involve developers in that process to get feedback and to learn as you go. And so the big impetus there that we saw was that change. And as we saw that change, we also looked at, well, how are designers working with the tools they have? And so they, maybe they're using Photoshop, they may be using Illustrator, they were um, looking to um, add in prototyping tools, they were looking to add in sort of tools to help share. And when we looked at the collection of things that designers were, were pulling together, um, the first was there was no real sort of standard set. Um, and so everyone was picking different pieces. It was also early, and so there was a whole slew of sort of new tools and services coming in. So there was lots of you know, volatility in terms of the tools people were using, the features that they had, and a lot of challenges in terms of how they, how they all work together. And so as we looked at designers leaving Photoshop and taking that content with them to the prototyping tool and going from the prototyping tool to sharing, there was a whole bunch of friction in the way from going back and forth between all those different tools. And so as we looked at all that, we thought, well, Photoshop and Illustrator have great depth to the features that they have, great breadth. They've been uh, around for 25 plus years. They um, enable millions of designers to be expressive every single day. But they weren't designed to solve this problem of fast-paced iterative, iterative design. Mm -hmm. And so we just took a fresh look and we sort of of, you know, um, we experimented with features in Photoshop, first of all, to see whether that we could, you know, take Photoshop and extend it further to solve for this. Um, we also experimented with creating some new tools, and we actually used prototypes, you know, way back then to sort of explore what we could do if we started from scratch. And ultimately, we, we took the decision to create something entirely new, which is now XD. Back when we first were doing it, we actually codenamed it Sparkler. Um, which was a slight reference to Fireworks, which was a Macromedia product, um, <laughs> because it, it maintained some of the similar sort of ideas in terms of being lightweight, being focused, being um, about vector, artwork creation, having a slant towards web and to, to mobile in terms of its sort of DNA. And so that's the code name that we, we first had internally. And as we experimented and we sort of played around with this, we just found that by starting from scratch with something, it gives us a huge opportunity just to rethink the, the, the user experience for actually the tool that you use to create user experiences. It gives us a real opportunity to focus in on things like performance and use the latest technology um, as we, we build this new tool. And it really allowed us to make sure that we were building something that was future-proofed. You know, as design, prototyping, and sharing is at the core, you know, the landscape is changing. There's more devices to design for. There's, you know, new capabilities on those devices. We wanted to sort of start with something that was open-ended enough that allowed us to go explore all of that with our customers um, as we figured out where we go with this. A tool like XD, how might that work into an existing workflow or maybe describe maybe what tools this could 
replace or complement? And so XD, um, with those three sort of pieces I talked about, design, prototype, and share, they have, um, XD has different sort of you know, tools to help you with that. And so first and foremost, you know, XD is a design tool. And so when you open up XD, you're met with a, you know, a, just the right number of tools to be able to draw, to create shapes, to work with text. Um, we focus very much not on trying to recreate the depth of tools like Illustrator, but instead stay laser focused on just the few tools that you need to be able to create content. And that content can be wireframes, it can be low fidelity design, it can be high fidelity design, um, but those are the tools you use to create that. Um, as I mentioned, we've really focused on performance, and so our goal is to make XD the fastest design tool. And so it's, it can support hundreds, if not thousands, of artboards. It can enable you to you know, think about really fast-paced iterative design, whereby neither the tool, in terms of like panels and features, get in the way, but also the performance is so fast, there's no real cost to like experimenting and trying new things out. So that's the sort of design surface. The next piece is the prototyping. And what we saw, as I mentioned before, is that typically you would leave a, a, a design tool to go and then create a prototype. XD combines those two things together. So you can switch back and forth seamlessly between designing and prototyping. And that means that once you've done your design, uh, you can then use visual tools to wire um, interactions between different artboards. And so you can define a flow between those different screens. You can create an experience that is representative of you know, the website or the mobile app or the, you know, the, the desktop experience you're trying to create. And you can choreograph that, you can make it feel real, which was the goal of, of the tool. And then the last piece is that there's built-in sharing. And so with you know, one click, um, you can bring up the, the sharing dialogue, you can then publish that prototype to Creative Cloud and then share that link with anybody else to be able to review the prototype. And so that's where the feedback piece comes in. You, you know, One-click publishing of a prototype, I can invite you, any other stakeholder to take a look. They can provide comments on that. And they can go straight back into XD. I can make design changes, prototyping changes, and then quickly republish the prototype as I need to. And it was all about reducing the friction you know, back and forth. Um, if you have different tools, then if you made design changes, you know, sometimes you'd have in a prototyping tool then to sort of like reconfigure your prototype. In XD, because it's all one and the same. It just works very seamlessly. So I think, especially coming from a, an interactive and web design background myself, where you know we were definitely one of those pixel perfect <laughs> studios where we would design it exactly how we wanted it in Photoshop. Eventually, we you know switched over to Illustrator, and um, you know we'd we'd want to see the developer kind of build it out. And it and it wasn't until it was kind of all built out and in whatever the final form was in code that people could start interacting with it. So I think that's the beauty of a, of a tool like XD is that it allows you to kind of iterate quickly as you're talking about and to be so lightweight and connect so many different pages and really start to get the feel for what that user experience is before you get that far into the process or, you know, that far. Absolutely. Into the Absolutely. We look at XD as being a design communication tool. It's not about creating the real experience, but it's about getting close enough to that as early as possible so that designers can communicate their design intent. They can get feedback on the design, on the interaction, on the flow, um, you know, all aspects of the design and the experience that they've crafted as early as possible. That allows for iteration and discovery and you know, new things to surface during the design process. 
But it also aims to mean that, you know, later in that process, when you're in development, where it's more costly to make changes, you're not making those changes then. You've already figured out your flow, your interaction, the experience, and then that move from design to production, you know, should be more fluid, should be more fast paced. Yeah, I'm really curious for folks who are listening, uh, tweet at Obsessed Show and let us know how you're using Adobe XD if you've if you've played around with it, if you've used it in in production of a real app or site or product yet. So love to hear some stories or or find out who's using it. Andrew, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about the team in particular that you're part of, kind of what that group looks like and how your role as senior director of product management, what that looks like exactly. So what your what your kind of piece in that team looks like. Yeah, absolutely. So the 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 team that came together to work on XD, maybe I'll start back, you know, that's sort of three years ago. It is very much a case of this was something that a couple of us saw a need for. It wasn't a company sort of mandated goal to go build XD. It wasn't you know, a, a gap that we had identified that we must go fill. It was really something that myself in product management partnered with colleagues in design and engineering, you know, really by understanding how designers worked and how they were using our existing tools, we saw there was just an opportunity to create something that was much more tuned with how they wanted to work, that was you know, looking towards the future for user experience design. And we just got together and we sort of brainstormed and we prototyped and we explored this to really f- to see where we could go. And a big part of that early work actually was also spending more time with designers and getting their feedback and understanding what were the important things. And so from that, you know, performance came out, you know, um, the quality of tools you expect from Adobe came out as something that was, that was valuable. And so as we, we continued to learn, this small group just interacted with designers, both local, but also we traveled around and sort of met with different uh, teams and observed them and watched them and understood how they worked, where their pain points were. And we sort of fed all that back into that early prototype that enabled us to get a real sense of like, what should XD be? And um, to, to come to that point where it was a design prototyping and sharing tool so as to aid design communication. Once we had that in place, you know, then it became around actually constructing the team to go and to build it for real, not just create prototypes of it, but actually invest in, in building it for real. And so that's when we sort of you know, broadened the team but again, along the same sort of principles I mentioned, there's um, you know product managers, those product managers, myself and my team, spend a lot of time just you know observing, listening, watching, understanding how designers work, how designers and their teams work. You know the the pain points and the frictions that exist between designers and developers, designers and stakeholders. You know sometimes we would go out and we would you know. Uh, watch designers and developers working together and we'd bring everyone together for a conversation around you know their process and how things worked and it was also sometimes like a group therapy session because designers and developers were expressing this frustration that they had in relation to translating design to production and their different needs and so all that helped us to you know get a sense of like you know, what can we do here what, what's our role to play in helping to help teams work faster and smarter to create these experiences and then you know, we're, we're coupled very closely with the design team. Um, Adobe is very fortunate that we have an amazing design team um, with hundreds of designers working on different products and different initiatives. And so they came with us on that journey. And as designers, you know, they were obviously feeding into that process, but they were also connecting with other designers so as to spur conversation and ideas that were coming up. 
And as a product team, we're very fortunate with that, you know, large set of designers in Adobe, like none of them were mandated to use XD. Um, and so as we were building the product, we looked to see if we could get them to use XD um, by way of choice because of what we were doing and, and they wanted to use the products. And so that was a great area of feedback for us early on in relation to well, we want to get Adobe designers to be excited about XD before anyone else. You know, what do we have to do there? And that was a high bar. Like, you know, they, they, they had a very high bar. And so we spent a lot of time understanding their needs and, um, you know, and crafting XD to, to, to address those. And of course, then the design team, you know, they're, they're heavily involved in those requirements that we've identified, the needs that we have, you know, building an experience around that, which is just amazing. And so you know, they, they take a lot of time and depth in terms of translating that problem into something which is usable, that's functional, it's, but it's also enjoyable to use and something that other designers will, will want to actually you know, pick up and, and, and use to create designs. And then the third team we work with is the engineering team. And so you know, they're there to help us to translate those requirements, the the design, the experience, you know, into reality. You know, we're very fortunate to have you know some very smart and talented engineers. They've helped us to bring CD to not only Mac but also to Windows 10. There's an iOS and Android app for being able to preview on mobile, and there's all these you know web services and experiences that work in the browser for being able to review prototypes and provide feedback. And so, really, it's that you know, combination of design product management and engineering that's allowed us to sort of, you know, bring all this to life. I'm curious, uh, you know, some of the things that you talked about that XD does, you know, I have to imagine just that for the last few years where Adobe's kind of moved away from you buy the box off the shelf and install it on a, you know, DVD or CD-ROM in the old school way. And now it's, it's very much cloud like so many other pieces of software and then XD is allowing designers to move very iteratively and make changes quickly. Has that, has that culture and has that like quick change in iteration and improvement become part of the culture at Adobe? Yes. I mean, I, I think that, that that switch in terms of the model for, you know, rather than buy a box, you know, you're buying a subscription and the opportunity there is that this continual change and advancement of the tools you're using that's something that the XD team has heavily embraced. Uh, right from the get-go, we have been doing monthly releases of XD. And so, you know, on a continual stream of just delivering, you know, new features, new capabilities, but also, you know, taking advantage of the amazing feedback that we get from designers and being able to roll that in really fast. I mean, I worked on some of the products, you know, back eight, 10 years ago, whereby there was one release every 18, 24 months. That's a long time to go without being able to deliver a new value, without being able to respond to the market. Or if you get some feedback on something, you know, hey, wait 24 months and we'll fix that issue for you. So <laughs> this new model is way, way better. Like our team is so energized about the fact that we can take ideas, we can prototype them, we can bring them into production. And then, you know, in one or two months, that feature is, you know, out in the wild, people are using it. And we're learning so much about how they're using it um, and what else they need. And so we've taken advantage of that type of model for delivery. We've also been a big proponents of using user voice as a way to, as a tool, as a service, to be able to collect feedback from designers. And so we have adobexd.uservoice.com is the, the site that we use to gather 
feature suggestions, but also any bugs and issues that come up. And our entire team is engaged you know, with our designers and so the community around that so as to get their feedback and channel it into the product. And so that's made a big difference in terms of just having an ongoing constant connection um, with designers as we build this. The other piece of you know, moving to, to Creative Cloud and the cloud piece has being able to think about connected experiences, think about you know, publishing content to the cloud, being able to think about collaboration. And so that's been a, a big piece that XD's taken advantage of in terms of publishing prototypes for getting feedback and for review. Um, you can also publish design specs, which replaces, if you like, the sort of the redlining and the specification process by giving you design specifications that are generated from your document. Um, all those things are live. Like they, they live in the cloud. They can be updated as your design changes. They allow for you know, real-time feedback to flow from your stakeholders and developers back into the design process. And so none of that would have been possible um, if we didn't sort of you know, connect the, the tools that we create through to you know, Creative Cloud as a way, as a conduit for being able to communicate and collaborate. So I, I have a feeling that the, um, the answer might be yes to all of these, but I'm curious if you feel like there's a best use case for Adobe XD, whether it's for a small website, a really complicated site, maybe e-commerce, or maybe creating an, a mobile app, or, um, or even like a more locally installed software application, more of like a business app that's just installed in a particular system, but which of those do you feel like are the best fit? Or if, if yes to all of the above, I guess talk through that a little bit. I mean, one of the things I love about the job I have, and I have since um, I first got involved in creating tools at Adobe, was that, so you spend all this time, you know, looking at how designers work and understanding what they need and then partnering with designers so as to help create the tools that, solve for particular you know, problems or challenges that you've seen. But then designers are designers, and so they're ultimately amazingly creative. And so whatever we, whatever we create, we're always surprised by how other people then use it and for things that we hadn't imagined and for you know, pushing the boundaries of creativity that we hadn't anticipated. And so um, that's something that's really exciting to me about XD is that you know, with a, a high-performing sort of, you know, visual tool and a canvas and, you know, a focused set of tools that enable you to create content to be able to then, you know, create prototypes. The range of things that people are using XD for is, is mind-blowing and we see new things all the time. Now, all that said, you know, we, we, we built it first and foremost for thinking about web-based experiences. So, like, if you want to create, ultimately create a website, you know, web content, how do you design and prototype that early and use XD for that? We also thought very much about, you know, mobile apps, you know, give designers a way to um, use a design tool to create interactive experiences that ultimately will be apps for iOS or for Android. But we've also seen in XD, people use it to create icons. We've seen it uh, be used to create presentations. Um, we've been seeing it used to prototype experiences, not just for web and for mobile, but also for watches, for cars, for kiosks. So there's a real diversity, if you like, in, in what's being created. And part of that comes from, you know, one of the early things we thought about was we wanted to enable design at the speed of thought. And so that was, you know, that's not a marketing tagline, that's just something we had in the team internally, which was 
how do we help people design at the speed of thought? And so whether it's picking the right set of tools, whether it's reimagining those tools, whether it's getting out of the way at the right point in time, we just wanted to provide this place that you could design, experiment, and, and just go super fast. And what we found is by doing that, it sort of removes the, the burden of creativity, right? You know, think, remove all the things that get in the way of you being creative, and then you enable people to be even more creative. And so that was our goal with XD, and we've really been seeing that. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty high bar <laughs> to be uh, designing at the speed of thought. But I, I do think, you know, as our devices and everything gets gets faster and faster, and then you have something for a little while, and then, you know, you click and you have to wait for it to spin. Man, they're, they're just, <laughs> in our modern age, there seems to be almost nothing more frustrating than and waiting for the the machine or the software to, to absolutely. Catch up I mean, to and we've absolutely. And I mean, our team is obsessed about performance. Every time we add a new feature, we you know look at what's the performance impact of that. How do we make sure that performance doesn't degrade by adding that feature in? There's actually uh, many things in Adobe that have existed you know for a long time in terms of like you know libraries or or panels or you know other pieces of technology that in theory, could be bolted into XD so as to, you know, add features. But we've held off doing all of those things because every single time we've been laser focused on what's the, how do we create the fastest experience? And sometimes it's actually recreating those things from scratch so as to make sure that we don't impact performance. And so we take that one very seriously. Just before, just at the end of last year, one of the engineers on our team um, had been experimenting with how fast they could get XD to go and how big the documents could get. And, you know, in most scenarios, like designers are using maybe a dozen artboards, a couple dozen artboards to represent screens of their design. For bigger projects, we've seen you know, a couple hundred artboards be used. And our goal was, you know, even as your project sort of gets bigger and bigger and you have more screens to work with, the XD doesn't slow down. And so things like zooming and panning, you know, just work flawlessly. But there's always a limit. And so but, but one of our engineers thought, well, I'll go and push that limit. And so the release of XD that we have coming up in um, this month actually pushes that. You can have sort of 2,000 plus artboards, which is probably way more than you'd ever want. But the point <laughs> is by having that many and testing it and thinking at performance of that, it means that for you know everyday use, XD is going to be like laser fast because we've just really focused on um, making that you know a high priority as, as we as we build the tool, um, so as to enable that you know creative and expressiveness, and the tool doesn't get in the way, and, and slowdowns don't get in the way. You know, circling back to something you said a little bit ago, which was, you know, Adobe didn't necessarily say, okay, we're going to set out to make XD. It was more kind of a grassroots movement almost within Adobe. So I'm curious, will this XD team kind of stick around and continue to? to own that product or do you see other similar types of movements or rumblings happening within the company that that you think you're likely to to follow on that's a great question so there's a, a core team been working on xd since the get-go we've obviously expanded that team as we've expanded the agenda and the importance of making progress on xd but um all those you know original folks are absolutely still working on xd today and um I think are going to continue to for some time for a couple of reasons. You know, one is that we had our one-hour release of XD, you know, late last year at Adobe Max, our, our creativity conference, and that represented the first big milestone. But 
we have so many things on our, our list to go do, so many areas we want to explore and expand XD into that it's a very exciting time to be working on this type of project at Adobe, just in general. And you know, the, the market landscape is changing, what designers need to design for is changing, there's new devices and technology in the market the entire time. There's you know, upcoming experiences around things like voice and you know, augmented reality that we're really excited about thinking through the process of, well, how do you design a prototype for those types of experiences as well? So we have, on the XD team, a lot to go do, and it's a very exciting time to be working on that. The, the other thing that we're doing with XD is we're one of the first, if not the first, of a sort of new generation of applications and connected services that you'll see coming from Adobe. And so as, as one of the first, we're exploring and experimenting with a range of new technologies and approaches that then other teams at Adobe are able to um, look at and adopt you know, as they work on solving problems in different areas of design. And so, for example, the, the technology stack that we've used for XD so as to get that really fast performance is something that other teams are beginning to adopt. The user experience model um, of the, the interface and the design of that is something that we've you know, debuted in XD that other Adobe apps will um, pick up over time. Areas such as um, collaboration and you know, being able to share via the cloud is something that XD sort of has pioneered in the context of Adobe. And again, we're now thinking through with other teams, what does that mean for Photoshop and Illustrator and other apps that we create? And so, you know, whether it's features or whether it's technology, we're at the forefront of thinking about extensibility and the platform for being able to add new design tools in that weren't created by Adobe, but that sort of add into XD to enrich the experience. All these are areas that we're looking at afresh. And um, so it's really exciting that on the XD team, we get to both be at the forefront of UX design and figure out what that means in relation to tools that designers will use. But there's also this bigger opportunity to impact other parts of Adobe and other tools Adobe creates based on what we're doing in XD. And so um, now the, the team is very excited and motivated and sort of aware of the level of impact that they can create. But that also comes responsibility, which we take on too, right, to make sure that we really think this through and actually have depth of thinking to how we work and to the things that we create. But it's definitely an exciting time. Obviously, we all hit rough spots or things don't always go our way, whether it's just a, just a down day and you can't think through a problem or, you know, as big as like a real failure. I'm curious if you've had any, any major setbacks through the process of XD and you can share specifics if you want to, but I'm also kind of curious where you go or how you work through those things and kind of you know, find fresh inspiration or work your way through a failure? I mean, as a team, we embrace in general, you know, failure is okay. Um, in fact, failure is good, especially if you do it early. Uh, personally, I was involved in a number of projects as we transitioned at Adobe from being very focused on Flash as a sort of ecosystem. We, we then moved into, and I, I moved into working on a number of tools that were very focused on creating content for web and so HTML5. And during that period of time, you know, we had existing tools at Adobe like Dreamweaver and Muse, but we also spun up a whole new set of tools um, called the Edge Tools. And they allowed us to experiment with and to, to build solutions around things like responsive design or testing content on devices. 
and for sort of animated experiences. And so that was a period of you know innovation and exploration at Adobe. Mm-hmm. And but ultimately, all those tools, for one reason or another, you know, we came to a conclusion that they they weren't the, quite the right thing. And so we actually ended up um, pulling back and sort of end of lifing, you know, all of those tools. And so in one regard, that felt like a failure. It's like we spent all this time building this up. We thought it was going to be a big thing. And we didn't quite you know, hit the mark in terms of, of that offering. That said, you know, the failings that came from those experiences have impacted future projects like XD immensely because we've been able to look back and understand you know, where things went wrong or what we would do differently next time. And that can be in terms of you know, how we engage with our customers and get feedback. It can be around the technologies that we use. It can be around the user experiences that we create. It can be around how we position new offerings relevant, relative to existing things that Adobe has. You know, all sorts of learnings came from that um, that we've been able to apply to XD. And so obviously you don't want to have too many big failings, you know, and you want to be able to fail early. And so um, in the context of XD, we've taken that a lot more on board. And so now we more routinely just experiment with new ideas. We test them early. We get feedback. Even when we deliver features into the product, often we'll you know, put a very early version of that out that's still very high quality and still very fast, but maybe is a little lighter in terms of some of the features. And then we'll use a period of time to then understand how is that feature getting used? Is it being successful? We actually put a lot of data and analytics into the product now to understand workflows that designers are going through and how far they're getting, if they're being successful or not. And we use all of that to help us make decisions as to whether we got it exactly right and we should go further, whether we should, you know, pause and maybe sort of readjust, you know, or whether we should, you know, stop that particular thing and try again. Maybe just to clarify a little bit, is that to say that um, Adobe is paying attention to which which features and which functionalities users are using? That is, you know, if there's this palette or this menu that nobody ever uses, they're paying attention to that to see if it's something they should sunset? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And so we look at frequency of usage of menu items. We look at discoverability of particular workflows. And, you know, often from my team's perspective, we'll have a hypothesis around, you know, we think that if designers are getting value from the product, that they're going to use this particular feature. And then if they don't use it, because we see that through the data analytics, then it causes us pause to say, well, what's going on? And we dig into it some more. And sometimes it can be because they couldn't find the feature because we put it in an obscure place or the menu item wasn't descriptive enough. Other times it can be they found it but didn't know really what it did or what the value of it was. And so they didn't try it. And so sometimes it can be around you know, presenting learning information and, and help and, and sort of tutorials to help you understand what that thing is. Even when you're beginning to use it, if you don't get results fast enough or if it's um, you know, too hard to use or too confusing, that may impact usage as well. And so we look at the usage relative to our expectations and you know, what's being used in the product, what's not being used in the product um, or, or frequency of usage and how it's being used. And they're all indicators to then to sort of dig in further and then figure out what's actually going on. Do you feel like there are any big misperceptions about what it's like to work at Adobe or what it's like to work at an enterprise software company? I'm sure there's many, you know, um, misinterpretations or, or thoughts people have in terms of working at a large company. Um, I'm sure many of those things center around, you know, 
process and they center around sort of very formal ways of getting things done. Um, and, and, and some of those, you know, are, are, are true. One of the things you try to do on the XD team is behave a lot more like a startup in a big company. And so take advantage of what a big company has in terms of resources and ability to have a large base of designers who are already engaging in some shape or form you know, with Adobe. We've also tried to uh, break down some of that you know, process and sort of formality in relation to getting things done and adopt that, this much more sort of you know, fast-paced decision-making, um, be way more connected to customers, you know, and take advantage of those types of approaches that the data analytics analytics has mentioned as well. Just you know, really being sort of obsessed about building the right thing, and be very connected to our customers and, and to designers in doing that. Um, I think you know sometimes I've you know spoken to people and or I've interacted with people like on on Twitter, and you know someone maybe will tweet something that hey Adobe XD didn't do something quite right or is missing a feature. And pretty much every time, like one of the team will respond, you know, I'm on there a lot responding. And often the first reaction is, oh, wow, I didn't expect someone at Adobe to actually reply back. Um, <laughs> Wait, there's somebody think, on the other end of this? Because <laughs> they, they think like Adobe is this, you know, this big organization that, um, you know, thinking about bigger things, they're not around sort of you know, individual and, and the problems that they have and the challenges that they have. And so, you know, that's so not the case. Like, you know, our team is obsessed. We, we read every tweet that references at Adobe XD. If it's a feature request, then we often dig in to find out, like, you know, why is that, you know, needed and how can we sort of explore that some more? If there's someone having a problem, then either we'll try and solve it ourselves or redirect them to our support team. But really, it's, it's a, you know, we're trying very hard to be very connected to um, people that rely upon the tools that we create to then go and create experiences and to, you know, to build a career around. So you use that obsessed word a few times, which I, I always appreciate, but I am curious and the answer doesn't have to be specific to things that you do in your, in your work life. Although it can be, you know, so many designers as kind of the premise of the show are sort of easily obsessed by many things. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm curious what you're most obsessed with right now. So, I mean, I guess in the, the, the field that we're in and thinking about user experience, um, one can't help but start to be obsessed about that. And you sort of end up you know, taking it home um, and into other things that you then sort of interact with. And so my, my, my personal current obsession, I think, is sort of the, the mix of, of technology and user experience and seeing the combination of like hardware and software come together to create really interesting experiences. And so whether that's you know, with cars or whether it's with audio technology or you know, home security, like these are, these are all things that have existed for a long period of time that haven't been that exciting or interesting, but suddenly with, you know, a resurgence around innovating on hardware and a combination of thinking around, you know, user experience and how to use, how to make it playful, enjoyable and delightful have completely transformed, you know, those devices and those experiences to something that are really interesting and um, become essential part of just day-to-day life. And so I enjoy interacting and I'm obsessed by those things personally. And it's also exciting then to come to work and actually, you know, work on a tool like XD that you know that designers are going to use to be able to start thinking about creating those experiences themselves. So this is maybe the, um, the opposite side of that coin, but 
but also as designers, I think it's easy for us to kind of find things out in the world, whether it's a, a trend or a, maybe a missing feature in a product, or maybe it's a, something that just isn't quite the way that you want it to be, um, that just drive us crazy. So mm-hmm. what, com- what comes to mind for you? What are those things in the design world or otherwise that are just driving you nuts? So my, my pro- again, this is a little product related, but sort of my, my personal pet peeve in um, tools that I use, whether it's for design or anything else, is when I have to navigate lots of different preferences and options and, you know, and we've all seen it, right? You go into, you know, a mobile app or you go into a desktop app and, you know, you're trying to get something to work and then you sort of open up this preferences panel and there's like pages and pages and, you know, hundreds of different options that you can turn things on, off or reconfigure and whatnot. And to me, like when I see those things, I, it gets me frustrated because it, it seems like the team that crafted this experience was maybe unable to make a decision, um, you know, or didn't spend the time really thinking through the best thing that I might need. And so then deferred that for someone else to go solve. And so as a user, I'm now left there trying to figure out, do I want that thing turned on or want that thing turned off? <laughs> and so that's something on that's something on XD we've actually been a little obsessive about. We're, like I said, three or four years into the project now, and we still still don't have a preferences panel. And sometimes people, designers will say, hey, what's up? Why, why isn't there a preferences panel? Like, I expect there to be one there. Did you not build one yet? And, you know, we're, we're hanging out. We're still holding on to, like, waiting for that moment we actually find something where we believe that a preference is the right way to solve it versus spending enough time and enough depth of thought thinking around how do we solve this in an elegant way that's going to work for the audience of people that we're thinking about. It's very interesting. It's, uh, and, and for me, the sort of the companion to that is, you know, in a shopping experience where I'm already logged in as me and then I go to check out and it, it wants me to enter my name and my email all over again. And it's right. like, well, it's why, like, uh, why do I even have an account <laughs> if I have to keep entering this information? Absolutely. I think we all have those, yes, frustrating types of experiences and you think, wow, this should be better than this. And I mean, the good news there for me is the, 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 the level of interest and obsession around design, design experiences has definitely transformed. And there's excitement around this, you know, whole area. There's, you know, new market entrants, people coming, there's people who are career switching, people who have just an idea that they want to, you know, change the world some way by creating an app or a website or experience. Um, you know, big organizations that just are, are no longer outsourcing design, but actually embodying design as part of their organization and how they think and how they craft experiences and product right from the center. I think all of that's having a really positive effect on the experiences we have day in day out and so you know i'm hopeful that in time we will have less of those you know frustrating experiences that require you to you know re-enter information repeatedly when you shouldn't have to <laughs> well maybe along those lines with all of your experience in software uh and design and product i'm curious what either is your favorite piece of advice to pass along to team members or maybe what's a favorite piece of advice that you received in your career? Yeah, for me, and this is what, when I'm talking with my team you know, or the extended XD team, I, I find that, so my, my golden rule with my team is that make sure that every single day you have, you've spoken to or interacted with or spent time with at least one customer, someone who is ultimately going to use the thing that you create and are most likely going to sit in front of it for several hours per day. 
spend time with them. Um, it's very easy, I think, in the design process and in the, the part development process to think that you've understood what needs to be made and then you sort of like retreat back into your organization, you, you stay in the four walls that is your office and you go work on stuff for days, weeks or months. And of course, the whole time you're missing that opportunity just to get different perspectives from different customers. You're missing the opportunity to learn about what's changing in the marketplace and the challenges that designers are having. And so the thing I challenge my team to do, like I said, is every day, make sure that you're spoken to at least and or un understood or interacted with at least, you know, one designer. And that can be, you know, on Twitter, it can be in Starbucks, it can be on user voice, it can be at a conference, wherever it is, you never stop learning. And so just immersing yourself with the, the people who ultimately will use what you're creating is the most important thing for me. Well, that's fantastic advice. Andrew, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today, but before I let you go, maybe you could tell our listeners where they can find you online and where they can track you down and learn more about Adobe XD. Yep, sure thing. And so, um, as I mentioned, the XD team and myself are pretty active on Twitter, so I am at A Shorten on Twitter. The Adobe XD team is at Adobe XD. XD is also on Facebook and uh, Adobe.com. But yeah, for real interaction with our team and just, you know, and sending us uh, thoughts or, or giving us feedback, Twitter is a great place for us and the team is there and ready to engage and, and look forward to talking with designers on a regular basis so as to help make XD their tool of choice for creating user experiences. Well, beautiful. I think even for um, listeners who maybe this is the first they've heard about Adobe XD, if you start to experiment with it, be sure and tweet at a shorten or at yep. Adobe XD, or even at Obsessed Show. Let us know what you think and let us know if this is changing the way that you're developing and designing for, for screens and experiences. Well, Andrew, I appreciate you being on the show today and thank you for being obsessed with design. Okay, kids, that's episode number 91 in the books for all of today's show notes. Head over to obsessedshow.com and click on episodes. If you haven't noticed, we've started putting the shows right there on the show notes page so you can even listen directly from the Obsessed Show website. Tell us who you'd like to hear from next. I'm at Josh Miles on Twitter and we are at Obsessed Show. We'd love to hear your input and some of our favorite interviews come from listener suggestions. So be sure and send those tweets. Obsessed with Design is a product of the Design Obsessed team at Miles Herndon, a branding agency in beautiful downtown Indianapolis. Visit milesherndon.com to learn more. Today's show is edited, as always, by the multi-talented Jen Eds at the Brassy Broadcast Company. Visit brassybroad.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.